Looking to better balance your life and weight? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Shred Life Podcast, providing you the guidance and tools to become a new version of yourself with your hosts, Dave and Laura Moreno. Hey, everybody. Hello. How is everyone doing this week? Well, I suppose are you, it's so are you, were you waiting for a reply? You were quiet for yeah, a <laughs> I don't know what I was waiting for there. Like, yeah, I guess I'm just kind of in coaching mode. How are we all doing, Shredders? What's up? This is episode 10. We are in the double-digit club. We actually just had to check to see if that was yeah, true. Like We both knew it, but we were like, yeah. no, let's, let's just double-check that. Let's go back and take Yeah, before look. we say on air, it's yeah. 10. Let's make sure. Yeah. It's yeah, 10. We're here. I can't believe it. I'm so happy. Yeah. This is great. Um, so today, we are doing uh, a special episode. Every 10 episodes, we like to do something special. And, you know, I think all of our episodes are special. Super special. But every 10th episode, we like to just shoot some thunder at you, shoot some truth bombs, and just rant for a few minutes about something very um, important and typical in the weight loss game, in the coaching game. And today, what we're going to talk about, because this is key for a lot of people, is weight loss is not perfect. What? What? Are you kidding me? Come again? Yeah. So we want to talk, just rant to you for a few minutes about some of the things we see, either working with our clients or working with mastermind members or in our individual coaching businesses, about the pursuit of perfection and how that pursuit of perfection is really the biggest you know, uh, uh, distraction, the biggest disease you can put on anything. Yeah. The biggest letdown because at the end of the day, guys, perfection is not possible. We have to first understand that in any aspect of your life, perfection is this thing that you think you can shoot for. And if you plan hard enough, and if you really look at all the angles, and if you really take your time doing it, you will perfect something. All perfection does is delay what you want. It's so true. I couldn't agree with you more on that. That's all it does. Yeah. It almost gives you a break from actually having to have the thing done. Well, that's what it is. It's the ultimate distraction, right? Yeah. If I, if I can pursue perfection, that might give me an extra couple of weeks. I'll actually have to start because let's look at diets and let's look at weight loss for a second. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we say to ourselves, I failed in the past. You know, I have this story. I'm not good at weight loss. So I need to find I need to find the perfect way to do this, which means I need to find the perfect time to do this. I need mm-hmm. to find a good, you know, six weeks or four weeks or two weeks or whatever you can tell yourself where I don't have a dinner. I don't have, you know, a barbecue, a wedding, a work gathering. There's no, you know, nothing coming up. No one's invited me out. I need to wait for the perfect time. And then it needs to be the perfect weather. And I need to find the perfect meal plan that will align with what I feel like it right now. Well, and, and, and I would like to research it first. Right. Too. I want to know everything I, about I wanna it. Know, I want to know what I'm going to pick. Right. What quick fix I'm going to go for first. Um, that seems to be like the fastest results in the shortest Absol- amount of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I want it all, right? Yeah. So of course. I should be able to get it all. And if you just take all that time to find something that's perfect... It's going to work for you. Absolutely. I, I remember right? using um, needing new shoes <laughs> as one of them. Oh, I, to hold I you back have, from exercising. I don't have the right running shoes. So once I Laura's been in pursuit of the out, perfect exercise <laughs> for about 28, 29 years <laughs> now. I used to teach it. It's <laughs> awful. Oh, yeah. 
right? No. But you'll you'll delay you'll delay what oh, you you'll, want. You'll give any excuse, and you don't think it's an excuse. You think it's Absolutely. a justified reason. Now, and it's so different than an excuse in our minds. So you'll use perfection to hold you back, just to find, just to keep looking for what's perfect. But Dave, it's so much better to put out a plus work than anything else. So if I just right. hold off until I can provide that and show everybody, then I'll be better off. Do you know what they call the guy who finished last in his class in medical school? What? A doctor. <laughs> you had no idea I like, where I was going. I don't know. What do they call him? <laughs> the guy who finished last Poor in his guy. class at medical school is still a doctor, guys. <laughs> okay? <laughs> the guy who finished last in his class in law school is still a lawyer. Yeah. It's not like they advertise finished last in my class. No, he advertises he's the best lawyer, the same as the guy who finished top of his class. It's the same with weight loss. The ones who are successful are the ones who just shut up and did the work. Yeah. Not the ones who took all the time to research exactly how keto works, exactly how Atkins works. What are the exact rules? Okay, so it's every third Tuesday that I can have carbs. Is that right? And then every second Wednesday, I can have as much bacon as I want. Like these ridiculous rules. You take all the time to learn it. And then You'll say, I'll start when I know it all and when it's perfect. And then you go to start and you're like, oh, someone invited me to dinner Tuesday. It's Sunday. So I'm going to wait and start Wednesday. And then Wednesday, someone invites you to dinner on Thursday. And you're like, might as well just start next Monday. Like just clean Mm -hmm. up this week. Mm -hmm. I had a client who even started personal training recently. And (laughs) they came into their first session and they're talking about how, you know, um, oh, they don't feel great. Why? Well, I ate a lot this weekend because I figured I might as well get it all in before we start training. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really? <laughs> you just made more work for yourself. Yeah. And it's funny because we get on the scale and, you know, from the weight that they tell me they are, they're up two pounds and they're like, oh, that surprises me. I'm like, really? I thought <laughs> it would have been more. You just yeah. told me that you hit that, you know, everything <laughs> you can this weekend because we're going to start. And that's not the mentality you need going into it. No. But the point is they just started, mm-hmm. which is good. Let mm-hmm. them start and let them get them into work. Um, now, the other key to know is that perfection does not just delay your start. Perfection is also an excuse that we love to use when things get difficult, when the road mm-hmm. gets rough. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to accept that the weight loss journey is not perfect, that there is no such thing as perfection in the weight loss journey, then as soon as things get difficult, as soon as the unknown, that one thing that you just didn't plan for comes up, you are going to use the pursuit of perfection as an excuse. Mm -hmm. So you're going to say, oh, I wasn't planning for that wedding. It came up. I ate like crap there. You know what? I'm just going to take the weekend and I'm just going to, you know, might as well have a nice breakfast Sunday. I'm just going to regroup. I'm going to read up on why I screwed up. Like, why did this happen? Or check in with my coach on why I screwed up. And I'll just start again Monday Monday, Monday, Tuesday, let's just Maybe Wednesday, Wednesday, because there might be that staff cake. Well, there's a cake every day, but Joan is providing the Tuesday cake, and And she usually does the banana chocolate one, so (laughs) we'll just wait for Wednesday. Every episode, you got to get into the cake somehow. Unless Steve is working. (laughs) Then Steve is going to bring in his wife's muffins. Yeah, and and then, you know, let's just say next Monday. (laughs) Next Monday sounds real good. And so this pursuit of perfection... And then because when you're not perfect on your weight loss program, you get into, you know, the issue of um, guilt. And guilt is one of the worst things that comes on when you're in a weight loss program or when you're in a weight loss journey or when you're just going through even maintaining your weight, the guilt piles on. Now, why do you feel guilty that you had a piece of cake? 
because that's not that's not in the plan. Mm-hmm. Your perfect plan. You've committed to yourself that you're not going to do those things. You're ever not going again. to fall those fall for those traps. And, right. So when you yeah. get into this program, you're like, okay, I'm not going to eat cake again. Well, like, that's this the thing. Is how we're, I'm also, lose weight. we're also so extreme with it all. Right. And what you have to understand is weight loss is not perfect. And we're going to say it like a hundred times this episode because we really wanted to get into the, your subconscious and you understand it. Weight loss is a journey. You know what the difference is between a journey and a trip? A trip is something that is completely planned out. A trip is something where you have your itinerary, you know, at 10 a.m. you get on a bus and you leave to here, and then at 4 p.m. you get to your hotel, and then at 8 p.m. you have dinner. That's a trip. You have tickets for all these things. You have to be at yeah. certain places at certain times. It's it's exhausting. You're tired yes. at the end of the day. We just finished a trip to Florida. <laughs> yes, it was and not a vacation. No, and we had to be at the theme park for 7.15. Parked by 7.30, we had to be at the rope drops at the front gates by 8 to be in the park and make sure we're getting to the rides that we need to because we wanted to do what we need to do with the kids and not miss anything. That was a trip. A journey, and I would love to go on a journey with you <laughs> one day, <laughs> um, but a journey is one that is not planned. A journey is one that you're going to go and you're going to adapt and you're going to be challenged and you're going to learn and you're going to have an amazing time, but you have no idea what you're in for when you start, just that you know where you're headed. So if you want to go on a weight loss journey, number one is, or any journey, if you want to go on a journey in your life, right, you just have to understand that number one, it's not perfect. Number two, the key to any journey is consistency. Just keep moving forward. Whatever you do, just if you keep swimming, just, just keep, keep swimming. swimming. Let it go. We yeah. can go through all the Disney <laughs> themes right now. But the key is to keep moving forward on everything that you do. If you miss that train at ten because you didn't know it was at ten and you got to the train station late, take the eleven o'clock train. That's okay. Don't feel guilty about missing it because it's not. You don't have such a rigid plan. And it's the same with weight loss. I believe in weight loss, and we believe this in everything that we do with our clients. But you have to have a few very basic rules. But those rules don't determine everything you do. Mm-hmm. There are times when you're going to have cake. And when we talk to our Shred Mastermind members and we go through our per- protocols and we're going through helping our clients with weight loss, we know that cake is going to happen. And we know that that's okay. And we prepare our clients for that so they can understand there are going to be times in their life when they're going to eat cake mm-hmm. and they should enjoy it and they shouldn't feel guilty about it. And they should just do that when it's necessary and do everything else that's right when that's available to yeah, them. Yeah, you, you literally schedule it in. Yeah. Like we call, you know, we, we obviously have our plans each week and we work with our members on it. But, you know, we we allow a scheduled joy eat of some kind. And so the rules with a joy eat is it has to be at least 48 hours in advance that you plan it in your in your weekly plan, in your food plan. So if I know that I have a wedding next Saturday, I'm going to plan my joy eat. I'm just going to say I want dessert at that wedding or I want to be able to eat um, you know, this or that or whatever it's going like to be. Or like to have a drink or... Right. You select one thing and yep. that's your joy eat. It's and all planned. There's no impulsive choices. Right. And I mean, that's such a good thing to live by anyway. Yep. We're teaching our daughter about that right now when she wants to buy things when we're at a store and she gets so stressed out about how much money she has and what that means as far as what she can buy and does she really want this thing that badly? Well, no, so if she's she's at a store and she knows that, say she has $25 to spend at the store, right? Mm -hmm. And she knows that the perfect thing that she's been waiting for is online and she could order it and it could be here in like with Amazon 
two days, four, yeah. like at the most, yeah. right? If not 24 hours. But to that generation, that's still a long time to that's wait for something. That's forever away. If Instant it's gratification. Not right now, it's forever away. So she could just take her $25 and buy a couple of things that she kind of thinks is maybe cool at the store. Or she can go online and find that perfect thing and get it. And we're trying to teach her the difference between, you know, choosing something that you kind of want just because it's in your hand now versus waiting for the perfect solution Mm -hmm. and understanding the difference between that. And it's the same with eating. Like you said, if there's any rule that you can implement right now from the shred life to help you guide you through a weight loss journey, it's simply this. Don't act any food choice or don't act on impulse with any food choice. That's right. Impulse is is strictly driven from emotion. It's strictly driven from a stress or, you know, a requirement for a dopamine hit or whatever it is. The only time you want cake is when you feel stressed about wanting cake. Well, and yeah, I would like to take a second just to side note. I want to side note. make sure you guys know exactly what is sort of the focus of what Dave and I are teaching with weight loss sure. to our clients. And what we would say to anybody yeah. is that we've said it in the past, weight loss and, and have, you know, being overweight or not being happy with your weight, that's not a problem. Nobody in the world has a weight problem. People, we all do, have problems. That's right. And those problems can show up as excess weight because of the actions we take to suppress those problems. So the tricky thing with trying to lose weight in today's world is that because we are not conditioned to handle our emotions and feel our feelings when we're going through discomfort or something's going on in our life or we have a problem, we are conditioned to grab the closest thing that will give us comfort. And of course, we've talked in the past about how we get the you know dopamine hits yeah. and the everything from What is food. the most available, affordable, and acceptable exactly. form of comfort that's instant to you? Yeah. You can grab a chocolate bar anywhere. You can grab... A quick snack. You can go through a drive-through. Yeah, right. You don't have to leave your so vehicle. Convenient. Exactly. And so that's how we end up with this extra weight that we don't want. And then when we go to lose it, we of course aren't going to do it by feeling our feelings or understanding any of that. We don't even know that that's the problem because nobody really talks about that stuff, no. right? We just think, oh, well, it's math. I'm putting too much food in my mouth, and that's the problem. So we. No, but why? Why are you putting too much food in your mouth? There's a reason. Oh, and the I know. problem is people, no, and I know, but people like to just think that it's calories in, calories out. That's my issue. Yeah. No. The issue is there is something driving you mm-hmm. to overeat. Yeah. What is it? But when we go to try and lose weight, we do the whole, um, we base all of it off of trying to use willpower to get us through. So if I were just strong enough to skip this meal, or if I could just be strong enough to make it through this salad, yeah. willpower is only going to get you so far. Let me, let me it, drop a little truth bomb to everyone out here. And this is coming from the exercise world. This is coming from owning the gym. This is coming from training clients. And this is coming from my own personal experience in losing 150 pounds and trying to maintain keeping it off for the last eight years. Willpower and motivation are the biggest scam this world has ever seen. They are. They are useless. They are pointless. They don't serve you long term. They are quick fixes. They are little band-aids that you can throw onto a problem and think that will solve it. 
Do you want to know where motivation? This is why when we talk about in our Shred Mastermind group and, you know, even in the Shred Life, we talk about finding your fire. Like, find your fire. We get out there and we talk to people about that because your fire never dies, okay? But it takes work to keep your fire burning. You have to put a log on once in a while. You have to find things. You have to know your why. You have to know what sets you on fire. You have to know your anchor and you have to push forward. Willpower and motivation are just byproducts of that action. If you can just find your fire and keep that lit by understanding those aspects of it, which we teach, is is way more powerful because willpower and motivation all have expiries. They do. and They last as long as you're successful. The second you're not, they're gone. And that's how you fall, quote, off the wagon. That's how you fail at the diet is because that you don't, once the willpower is gone, what do you have to rely on anymore? And when does willpower and motivation leave? The day that you're not perfect. The day something comes up. It's really hard to feel motivated. Do you feel more motivated when you just get back from a run or when you ate a piece of cake? When do you feel more motivated, right? It's, it's not when you feel guilty over something, right? That, you, that your motivation dies. It's like that, that point when that guilt pumps in and that point where that guilt is just overwhelming you, it just suppresses and kills your motivation and your willpower goes along with it. And all that's left is you and your thoughts. And let me tell you something, sometimes if you haven't worked on your mindset, that's the scariest place to be Mm -hmm. alone with your thoughts. If you are working on your mindset at the same time and understanding what is causing you to overeat, what's causing the desire for that cake and that food, um, it becomes much easier. Motivation and willpower become a lot less of even a topic for you. Well, and the big problem is, is when we say to you, um, you know, once, once you realize that the willpower has run out and, you know, you're failing and we say, oh, well, actually just do thought work, feel your feelings and you'll lose weight. Nobody's going to, nobody believes that. They don't understand it. It's, you know, because that's not a quick fix. That's just like, oh, that's just a bunch of discomfort. Why would I do that? So, but if you're acting on impulse, it's because there's an emotion or a need for you to feel comfort. So the next time it's, you know, two in the afternoon and you just feel like, oh, I just need a Snickers bar or I just need, you know, this quick hit of something. I need mm-hmm. a chocolate bar. I need, a, I need that afternoon pick me up. Right. I need even if even I'm going to go get a mocha frappuccino. Exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say, even if it's just a drink or something that yeah. you think you need, I really want you to think about what happened in the three minutes. Three minutes is all you need to look back at the three minutes leading up to that you know, insatiable hunger that came on that you just need to have. And I guarantee you there's going to be stress. There's going to be boredom. There's going to be frustration. There's going to be some sort of negative emotion that is not desirable that you don't want to feel. And just the thought of walking to get a chocolate bar will eliminate that feeling from you temporarily because you're going to eat the chocolate bar. And then not only will your problem or the emotion still be there after you're done your chocolate bar, but then you also have the guilt of the overeating, the guilt of the bad choice. But then in the background, you have all that sugar and insulin working in your body hmm. that's just going to actually make you want more right. in an hour. Yeah. And so you're really screwed. Yeah. So the, the one lesson you can certainly take away to use and start living more of the shred life is to not make any food choice out of impulse. If you have not planned it, it does not happen. And that doesn't mean if someone's like at work and it's four o'clock in the afternoon and they're like, hey, you know, it's been a real long day. You want to go out for dinner? Go out for dinner. I'm saying your food choice cannot be unplanned. If you plan to have chicken and rice tonight for for dinner, 
Go to a restaurant and get chicken and rice. Like you don't have to go to a restaurant and have a burger and fries because, oh, I didn't plan for this and I don't know what to do. But people use that excuse. They're like, well, I'm not in my element. I don't know what to do. I guarantee you anything you're making at home, the basic ingredients of that are available in a restaurant. It may not be the exact same meal. You just have to ask too. Ask Ask your waiter or waitress and just say, There's so much more customers. I see you have a lot of chicken. Is it possible just to get grilled chicken with a side of rice and maybe some steamed vegetables? Even though none of that is on their menu, you'd be shocked to see what they'll do for you because they want your business. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day... I did that at a pub the other day. Yeah. A pub of all places. Exactly. I was just like, all I see is No, we, we actually all we actually all did that. This. We were yeah. like, we saw these things on the menu and, and we knew the ingredients were available because of a few different meals. And we're just like, look, we're just looking for this bowl, but I don't want these toppings. I'd rather have this in the bowl than this vegetable. Can you make that up for me? And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. Mm-hmm. And they made it up. I looked at the bill. They didn't even charge us extra for it. They just yeah, charged us for the $18 chicken bowl or whatever they had there, right? We're living in a world of allergies out the wazoo and just... Well, how many restaurants are like, can I just ask anybody have any allergies exactly. before we start? And yeah, it's just they're accustomed to it. So they're completely used to everybody asking for special special keys. So here are the absolute keys that you guys need to know. Weight loss is not perfect. It's a journey and it's one that you go on understanding what the ultimate goal is of the journey, but not understanding how you're going to get there. Because the more you get lost in the tyranny of how, the less successful you're going to be. Don't plan every day. Don't plan every week, six months in advance. Take it week by week, plan out your week, know how you're going to do it the best. And this is the key, guys, the absolute key. When stuff comes up, because it's going to come up, you have to learn to adapt and move forward. So when someone invites you to dinner, adapt, move forward, go to dinner, have the social time, engage in that relationship. Don't miss out on that, but make the right choice. Move on. Mm -hmm. Someone invite, you know, you have a wedding coming up on Saturday and you make a mistake at the wedding or you didn't plan to eat and you eat of indulgence, adapt and move on. That's Mm -hmm. it. The, The one bad meal does not take you three weeks to recover from. Exactly. One bad meal happens. And that's not us giving you a free hall pass. At all. But that is a reminder that everybody is human and these will happen no matter no matter how prepared you think you are for everything. But I want you to look at anybody who's successful, anyone who's truly successful in any aspect of life. And let's look at the giants out there, okay? You look at what Steve Jobs did to build Apple. You look at what Bill Gates did to build uh, Microsoft, you look at Warren Buffett, one of the you know best investors in the world, and you look at these guys and you say, did they have a plan that took them from point A to point B and they just followed it? And then the truth is they had a vision and then they learned to adapt along the way. You read any book, you read any interview, you read any biography about any of these top giants or captains of industry or truly successful people, and the absolute key to what they did was they were consistent and they were adaptable. So they consistently would work towards their vision, consistently, every day, even if it was only a little bit. They did something to contribute towards their vision. And when stuff came up, they adapted and they moved forward. And if you took that same lesson and that same approach to weight loss and understanding that it is not perfect, there is going to be tests, there are going to be challenges, there are going to be things that come up. Guys, when that test comes up, that first test in weight loss is going to be when you first feel hungry. That could be an hour after you make the decision to lose mm-hmm. weight. That first test is the is the 
the most important piece that you're going to go into in weight loss because if you don't pass the first test, you ain't going to pass any more after that. Mm-hmm. But when you pass that first test, guess what? The second first test is going to come. The third first test is going to come. And you just, they will get easier. You will get better at them. And the tests never stop. Guys, for someone who's main, maintaining, you know, 150-pound weight loss over an eight-year period, I've had many tests where I've gained back 20 pounds, 25 pounds, and had to lose them again and go back and forth. The key is I know that sometimes I'm going to fail a test, but I also know that most of the time I can pass a test. Mm -hmm. And the tests just get easier and easier as you go. doesn't mean they stop coming. They're still there. But if I had the illusion or the delusion that weight loss was perfect, I would have never dropped any weight. I'd still be 330. Heck, I'd still probably be 350 to 400 pounds by now if I hadn't woke up and stopped the routines and the actions and solved the actual mindset issues, my depression and the anxiety that I had around other things in life that were causing my weight gain. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just that I love food and I wanted to overeat. I had problems in life which caused me to love the result food gave me, which was a dopamine hit. I don't actually love food. Mm -hmm. I love the feeling food brings me, Mm -hmm. right? It's just like people, you know, who are addicted to, you know, the addictive substances. So you look at drugs or alcohol, I, I can tell you firsthand, like from working with people and coaching, people don't love cocaine. People mm-hmm. love the feeling they get when they're high on cocaine. Right. Right. And in most cases, I'll tell you this, you think of like the first time you tasted alcohol, right? And you actually just tasted it without knowing the feeling of alcohol, like the benefit of, you know, this loose feeling that people love when they drink alcohol. When you first drink alcohol and you see any kid first take their first sip of alcohol, what do they do? They spit it out. They're sick to their stomach, right? They don't know how to handle it because they have no idea what the alcohol does to them. They just have the, the raw taste in their mouth. And most people, unless you build a tolerance for it, don't actually like the taste of alcohol or like the taste of beer. They like the feeling it gives them or they like the social aspect of it or they like you know these other parts of it. So it's the same with food. It's not that we just love food and we're foodies and all this. You can love cooking. You can love the creativity of food. You can love the TV shows about food. You can love the food channel. You can love the creations that you see on Instagram. You can love the food porn that's out there, right? It doesn't mean that you actually love food. It just means that you appreciate the art, the culinary art. But what you're really in love with is the feeling food gives you. And if you're in love with that feeling, I'm telling you that you're in love with masking your pain. Mm -hmm. You're in love with a dopamine hit that hides your true feelings. Because the worst thing outside of death... If, if it's leading to obesity. If and, it's leading and, to obesity, to if you're negative, overeating. Negative effects. I know things, many. Yeah. Like you watch even some of those Food Network sh- um, chefs and Food Network show hosts and stuff like that who eat and eat and eat, it seems. And they don't gain weight. I mean, when I met Guy Fieri a few years back when we went there in 09, right before I started on my weight loss, um, I thought that guy's got to be 400 pounds by now. Like the diners, drive-ins and dives or whatever drives and drive-ins that the show he has and all these other things and his cooking and he eats all the time on that show. Like he eats horrible food, like deep fried, horrible food. He's got to be so, so big by now, but he really doesn't eat that much. Right. And this was one of the questions I had when I met him because I was really curious about that. And no, like you take like three bites of food in a day on a show and that might be like all he eats because they're so busy with other things on the show and interviews and stuff like that. So it's just a perception of that. But the, the day that you can get rid of this pursuit of perfection, whether it be at work, a relationship, in your finances, or in weight loss, it will completely give, free you from this, this chain that holds you together of, you know, everything has to be perfect. Nothing is actually perfect. 
So the thought that everything has to be perfect, it's the biggest lie in the world, right? And I can see that I was such a perfectionist most of my life, like up until about three years ago when I discovered the life coach school and things like that. And I started doing the, the brain work on it all. Um, well, in some ways it served you. I mean, you were I, a perfectionist when it came to relationships and a husband and you, you nailed it, right? You got uh, that one. Yep. <laughs> sure did. Slam nailed dunk. it. And that's all with this for the, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, but I could see, like, I can see now how I never got anything done. No. I'm nowhere where I thought I would be. And since I've started cleaning all of that up and feeling what I should be feeling and going through everything, my life is completely different than it was three years ago. So much has changed for me, so much for the better. I've never felt more in control. I feel like my old self again. Like, And I mean that as in before I had kids and I had all these ambitions and hopes and dreams and everything. And I don't mean that that all went away when you have kids, but if you have kids, you know that life life takes you over can't plan. and you can't no exactly you no what's coming up but it's it's just so worth it to feel it all release perfection and oh my goodness i can only tell you how much of a weight that is off your shoulders once you do that and putting out less than perfect work is finally joining the rest of the world and actually getting things done right and stop trying to make the right decision the right decision because you, you hold back. You're like, yeah. I'm going to wait until yeah. I can make, I don't know the right choice. I'm going to use the right decision is the one you make. Yeah. Right. Same thing they say, you lose a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. You miss them. It's just move forward. Keep moving forward on something. Be consistent with your effort. Learn to adapt as you go, but just stay consistent with it because perfection equals depression every single time. Progress equals happiness every single time. So go out there, make some progress towards your goals, whatever they are in the weight loss world or otherwise. Just make progress every single day. And you look back in, in six weeks, in 12 weeks, in a year and see what you can accomplish by just making a little bit of progress every day. I mean, if you, if you got 1% closer to your goal every day, 1% closer to your goal every day, That'd still be more than perfection. You're 100 days away from hitting it. Mm-hmm. Like if it's 1% a week, if you're trying to lose weight, you're 100 weeks away from losing it. And guess what? Some people may say 100 weeks, that sounds like a long time. Well, one, you can either amp it up and try to get more each week. Or two, you have to understand that the next two years are going to go by whether you do this consistent work or not. Exactly. So would you rather sit there two years from now wishing you had done it or had just done it and made it work? Yeah. So that is it for us this week, guys. It's all about getting rid of the thought perfection, living the life, living the shred life, which is non-impulsive, which is just going on the journey, learning how to adapt and being consistent with it. All right. If you guys are liking what you're hearing, and I know you are, we're starting to get really, uh, really interesting followers and, and listens on our podcast, which is great, and messages from people all over the world, which is really cool. We ask you just to tell a friend, tell someone, help them, by just giving them the advice of turning into our show, listening to what we're talking you about. You can share the episode. Yeah, we got 10 episodes now in, guys. So there's lots of stuff to share there. And if you can do us a favor and rate and review this, it's so important for how this uh, program grows and how the podcast is received. It takes two seconds. Write a quick review if you have the time and just sh- throw up a quick rating. It takes two seconds on the podcast app, either on Android or on Apple. And that is it for us this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
10 episodes in. Whoop, whoop. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Shred Life Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Laura Moreno. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit theshredlife.com, on Instagram at the underscore shred underscore life underscore, and facebook.com slash shredmastermindlife. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on the Shred Life Podcast.